Get autographed copies of New York Times bestselling author Cynthia Bryan's books at www.starstyleradio.com. Get inspired and motivated to be your best self with Be The Star You Are, 99 Gifts, and Be The Star You Are for Teens. Buy cases at a deep discount to give away as gifts and premiums. Visit www.starstyleradio.com or call 925-377-STAR. 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 Get ready to pump your energy and jumpstart your dreams with positive, uplifting, life-changing talk radio on the world's most popular power hour, Star Style. Be the star you are. The Oprah of the airwaves, Cynthia Bryan, and her sidekick daughter, Heather Brittany, deliver lessons of success spanning the generations of the globe in their information-packed Tea for Two, a mother-daughter brew. In other segments, Cynthia interviews real-life trailblazers, authors, and experts with the courage and vision who show you how to build a road to fulfillment through their unique books and services. You'll laugh, you'll cry, you'll be informed and entertained. For your free lifestyle empowerment coaching session right here on the airwaves, turn up the volume, relax, sit back, and get ready to be inspired. Because Star Style, Be the Star You Are, starts right now. Well, hello, Power Partners. It's a beautiful spring day here in Northern California. We welcome you to our informational playground. This is Star Style, Be the Star You Are, and we are your hosts. I'm Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Brittany. And we're brought to the airwaves under the auspices of Be the Star You Are charity. (laughs) We have a fun show coming up for you today. It's kind of like all about dirt and and mud and being dirty and then cleaning up and getting into the garden. So you'll just want to sit back and take this all in. I have a a quick announcement uh, before we start the show, before I give you the miracle moment. And that is, if you happen to be in Carmel-by-the-Sea this coming week, stop by Don's Dream Winery from 1 to 3 p.m., I mean, 1 to 4 p.m. in the afternoon. I'll be there giving some talks, reading from my books, and drinking wine, and all the sales will benefit Be The Star You Are charity. Doesn't that sound like a fun benefit? It's called yeah. Women and Words, and it benefits women. So all the money is going to go to women <laughs> charities. So I think that's very cool. So uh, stop you. by, and if you go to our website under events, you can get more information. So you can go to bethestarur.org under events and uh, check it out. And then please stop by if you're going to be in Northern California. So our Miracle Moment is brought to you by Be The Star You Are Charity that brings you this radio show. And again, more information at BeTheStarYouAre.org. And this is very fitting for today's show. It's by George Bernard Shaw. Better keep yourself clean and bright because you are the window through which you must see the world. (laughs) And I imagine the world sees you too. (laughs) So our show is all about kind of clean and and getting there today. So uh, Heather, you're going to start it off by, uh, we call it getting down, how getting down and dirty is actually good for you. So how do we bolster the good bacteria in our body? And uh, a lot of it is, you know, being outdoors, getting outside, getting in the mud. 
So um, what do you have for us in Health Matters today? <laughs> yeah, sure. So as you probably have heard a lot about uh, good bacteria, and you know, we think bacteria, bad bacteria on our hands, that's why we, you know, we want to clean and all that kinds of stuff. And you've probably heard a lot about good bacteria, especially excuse me, especially microbiotics uh, that are found in a lot of yogurts. And we know that, but the main thing that we know is that bacteria can be good. And there's these things called a balanced uh, microbiome, which a microbiome is just a bunch, a community of bacteria. And that's basically what we know. Um, and bacteria, what they found is that this various forms of bacteria, which is inside of our gut, as we know too, it's also on our skin, um, a balanced amount of it can treat to a lot more than just positive um, digestive things, it can help with our skin, Uh, it can help us lose weight, it can help us have happier moods, uh, a stronger heart rate, trimmer body, all these kinds of things. And and again, recently, all the studies have really been was on these germs that were focused more on the diet. Again, in these uh, these, uh, microbiotics that were in the bacteria, we see all those commercials for activity, uh, or excuse me, Activia. Um, But now that they've actually shown that these uh, bacteria that's on our skin, it's in our nasal passages, it's all throughout our body and that it's uh, being affected by other bacteria coming in, into uh, contact with us, um, that it can help our overall health. So first things first, um, as we already know, is daily activity, daily physical fitness. And when I say adopt um, a fitness routine and that, you know, by working out so much, people always have this mistake of workout. And when I say I don't work out every day, I just have my physical, my daily amount. You're supposed to have at least an hour of some form of physical activity each day. So I think people get a bad rap of, oh, you're working out, not working out. Think of it, this is what your body needs because we're no longer hunting and gathering that we have to, if, you know, people either have to be on a, on a you know, rat-made treadmill kind of thing or getting out in nature and walking for an hour a day. Whatever it is, you need some form of activity um, every day unless your job is just continuously physical activity, you're possibly getting it. But make sure that you're getting this activity because not only is it good for your overall health and what we know is it's good for your body, yada, yada, like this, but actually when you work out um, the the, uh, bacteria that's within your body, it speeds up your digestion, which means that it takes your body less time. um, What happens when you work out is it speeds up your metabolism. Let me explain this out here. Versus the bacteria that's already in your digestive system. When you have a faster metabolism, um, and it goes through you, the microbiomes, those, all that bacteria are going to work faster, and therefore inflammation that's in your system is going to be a lot less. Why people get a lot of, uh, of inflamed within their, um, their digestive system is because the food's sitting there for so long, because they have a slower digestive system. So actually when you work out more, it's just as we've talked about before, about giving your body that energy, you know, to kind of fill the car, to get it going. Um, it's going to speed up this, um, keep these keep these bacteria moving, and that's going to keep your metabolism moving. So also one thing to think about, too, is sometimes it can be overstimulated and working out too much, but that's the thing is that you just need to balance your kinds of workout of having high intensity versus low intensity. For example, bar method, which I do a bar workout, is considered a low to almost zero impact on your joints, but it's considered a high intensity, um, therefore you're burning a lot of calories with it. And uh, I'll tell and you, it really is high intensity. I mean, I was like sore for a couple of days after trying it. You really work all the muscles and you don't even realize it when you're doing it. 
Yeah, and speaking of and speaking of just uh, again about the bacteria that's uh, affecting within your digestive system, is also talking about meal times and having basically having an eating pattern. As we know that how our body reacts differently. If you're used to eating at a certain time every day, that's why if you know if we start a new job or we're traveling, that we get hungry at these weird hours, or we feel like God, you know, I'm usually I eat lunch right now, and I can't believe it's such and such time, um, or we're used to going to sleep at a certain time, we get really exhausted or we have more energy, um, they've actually shown that our body that has these bacteria in it is that your uh, body builds up sort of the system that it knows it's going to be eating at this time. So this bacteria, basically, it's going to work um, during the time that it's used to be uh, to eating. And then on the times when maybe you're sleeping, your body, just as amazing as it sort of turns off in those ways. But what can happen when you're traveling, for example, or, or having some kind of thing that you start eating at different times or sleeping at different times, your body slows down. So um, the thing is basically just trying to stay on schedule, setting up something if you have uh, particular times of day and also just having many little snacks throughout the day, excuse me, to help your metabolism going. And the big thing you had talked about before is about getting dirty, getting out there. Yeah, getting dirty. I want to hear because yeah, mud is good for you. I mean, you know, we put mud hands. on our face, you so, take mud bath. So something interesting about this outside bacteria is, you know, get dirty, go gardening, maybe sign up for a mud, mud run or hiking, um, any kind of activity that requires you to just get dirty. And what they found is that when you play with soil, there's actually beneficial bacteria in the, vi- in the environment um, that sort of repopulates this community of bacteria that's on your skin. You talked about, I think, on one of our recent episodes about how we have 30,000 bacteria, all these crazy things on us, but don't think that it's a bad thing. This is good bacteria. So um, being out there in the soil and the dirt, it creates new bacteria on our skin, um, but it also, because of these bugs that are on our skin, what you're doing is actually stimulating the bugs. So as gross as that sounds, um, it's actually a really good thing because these bugs eat away at other bacteria. They eat away at the skin cells. They, uh, they, everything on our body has a purpose. And um, what can happen, too, if you um, wash too much or if you're not getting outside enough, um, what can actually happen is that these bugs, these good bacteria, these bugs that are all over your body that you cannot see, um, they sort of start of kind of getting out of whack because they need these other things. They need that whole circle life of everything serves as perfect. So um, if you're not getting outside enough, some these bugs start to fall off, which sounds like something you would want, but it's actually going to lead to a weaker immune system, slow down your metabolism. So uh, something as simple as just opening the windows, getting fresh air, going outside, putting um, potted plants or uh, house plants inside your house. You know all about that, how it creates um, you know, a positive greenhouse effect of that it's getting fresh oxygen within the Right, house. it oxygenates you. It's, and that's why, you know, you really need to be around nature and trees. You need to have some nature therapy. And, and you know, and that and what I'm saying is, too, about getting dirty, it feels good. I mean, people pay money in Calistoga to go sit in mud, to sit in bath. They find it, it's cleansing, it's purifying. You can do all kinds of things in today of just getting out there and getting green and helping with your skin-wise. But thinking about that, too, is don't be too clean. Um, using milder soaps and don't over-scrub. They see a lot of things that say uh, micro, uh, microdermabrasion or uh, non-alcohols. Uh, 
if you need that instant clean, I mean, if you're touching bacteria, um, then you want an ana- uh, a hand sanitizer that has that antibacterial. But for day-to-day use, use a very a milder soap. Um, an antimicrobial is what you should be using because um, they just kind of washing off the dirt, but they leave the good bacteria on your hands. It's such a weird thing, a concept that we think of that we are constantly trying to get rid of and we think bacteria and gums and germs. Um, but if we are too clean, we actually expose ourselves um, to more disease and more illness. So um, I wanted to just say one thing about being in the dirt, the, um, too, is because, I mean, I am a dirt digger, I always say. I'm always in the ground and, you know, being the gardener. And we're going to be talking a lot about that today. But I did want to recommend to our listeners to make sure to get a tetanus shot. Because people always think that a tetanus shot comes from a rusty nail or cutting yourself. But that's not always true. You can also get it from... Um, from things that are in soil and dirt. So you only need a tetanus shot every 10 years, but talk to your physician, and that's something just to protect you. And that way, if you do step on a rusty nail or you fall and, you know, cut yourself, you're going to be protected because you don't want lockjaw or any of those bad things. That is such a good thing. And I actually remember um, it was a rusty nail thing, Washing, walking with... Ashley or Lindsay Shively, one of those little girls, uh, and a kid, and walking in the creek and stepping, one of them stepped on a piece of wood and it had an old nail in it and right to their foot and having to go to the hospital get a tetanus shot with her. So, yeah, yeah I mean, I actually had it. I actually so was wearing say, boots summertime one time. Coming up, people are going to be outside more. Uh, yeah. Think cost of that. And something, too, of keeping calm, excuse me, if you do happen to step on that rusty nail, is keeping calm. There's an actual biological reason um, why why stress um, makes makes you stick to your stomach and why you hurt is because it's affecting these bacteria that's in your stomach. And they've actually found that chronic anxiety can throw all the ratio of these healthful excuse me, helpful to harmful um, gut bacteria off. And the imbalance can cause about um, 7 to 80% cell um, reducing bacteria in your body that makes it digestion. It's going to slow down your uh, digestive system, make actually can release free radicals. So uh, things, you know, everyone said it about staying calm. There's no real trick to it. It's sort of just finding your own kind of balance. For me, it would just be to getting outside, a calm, you know, glass of wine, a cup of tea, and just kind of finding serenity and, and kind of calmness in, in moments in life kind of slows me down. And another thing that kind of calms me down is my dog, which is one of my last... Right, and that's a really help. good thing. Pet therapy. Any pet, pet is therapy. really a good thing. And, and, what, and just kind of on this last thing here is, yes, pet therapy to help calm your mind, but also regarding bacteria. And pop owners... Um, dog owners have actually shown to have um, sort of a diverse uh, skin uh, microbiome, that remember the small community of bacteria, um, that's uh, not found on other people. That, so basically that they have a higher rate of this good and bad bacteria. And what they found is that's because the dog's mouth, as we know, as dirty as they are, which somehow are still cleaner than our own horrible mouth, um, <laughs> dog's mouth I've actually have um, this powerhouse um, micro uh, bacteria in it that are really found in human skin. So by uh, petting your dog, sleeping with your dog, letting them you know shower you with dog kisses, actually transfers this healthy um, bad bacteria onto you. And um, since this uh, bacteria is uh, resistant, uh, excuse me, 
since this bacteria uh, resides on your skin, it actually helps boost the immune system that's on your skin. So you hear that too on levels how they say that, you know, people who are uh, animal owners, especially dog owners, you know, dog's best friend, um, that they tend to be happier, calmer, These and that people uh, actually have uh, dogs as therapy dogs, as for, for stress. And we always think of it as the emotional ways, but there's things we didn't even realize that it's helping our immune system um, and it's helping the good bacteria. Again, it really seems really when you I, kind of I wanted back, to ask you something too about the good bacteria because um, fermented vegetables have become more popular now. You know, like people used to eat kimchi, you know, I mean, it's a Korean food. And people, yeah. you know, would eat it sporadically. But now it's becoming more, like you talked about the Activia and yogurts and those kind of things. But I suppose any kind of fermented vegetable, anything that's fermented, would have good bacteria in it. Well, so one thing too, yeah. So you want to feed your body uh, good bacteria. So first, uh, bug grub. So think about think about it. Is if you're feeding your body this, that you're feeding. What are, what does this bacteria eat? What does this bacteria want? So first, one thing is that resistant starches. So resistant starches will be uh, green peas, lentils, white beans. Your gut bacteria um, ferments these. Basically, what you said that your gut bacteria basically takes these vegetables, turns them into its own little kimchi, um, and creates this uh, complex carb-producing, nourishing. Uh, chain fatty acids within your body. So by eating these certain foods, your body's creating its own kind of kimchi within it. Another thing um, is to have uh, leeks, garlic, uh, onion, artichokes, uh, chicory root, and um, they're considered inulin, which I don't even know what that means, but basically it's a natural sugar um, that fuels your body. So instead of white, um, uh, what's it called, processed or refined sugars, finding the, you know, the natural sugars and things. And again, Well, you could fiber. eat stevia. You know, I grow stevia, and uh, exactly. it is, it's really a pretty little plant. And you take a leaf, and it is so sweet. You know, it's really, really good. So you can put a stevia in your in your teas. Yeah, and another thing too that's just overall, you know, we know it's good for your digestive. And speaking because because this good bacteria ha- does have such a, a positive of, uh, thing on your digestive system. That's why there is so much research about it. It's fiber. Fiber is what helps you go, it keeps you regular with all those things, all those metamucil. What everyone's really talking about is fiber. It's, you know, the bashfully kind of saying it's what keeps you regular. And as you know, that's good for your body. Um, and also the, the bacteria in your body loves fiber. That's what they're eating on, and that's what's going to help you digest these things better. So think of broccoli, asparagus, uh, dark leafy greens. Um, they all have a pretty decent amount of uh, soluble and unsoluble fiber. And that's a really good combination uh, for your digestive system. Um, if you are someone that might be slightly sensitive to uh, gassy vegetables, as we know, sometimes those things can make you feel a little bloated. And even though they might be good for your system, you might not feel so good. Um, sometimes people are just intolerant to that. And something that's uh, completely safe, it isn't a drug, it's basically just uh uh, minerals, basically, is taking Beano or, uh, you know, they're sort of Beano before you go. Um, it basically just helps break up um, the acids. If you've ever seen, if you've ever, you can do a little science project at home of taking vegetables, putting them in, into a, a, a plastic bag, a Ziploc bag, and sealing it, and you'll see how the bag will 
fill up um, because of uh, the gases being released from from the vegetables. So um, basically, oh, I like that's a cute, that's an interesting yeah, science experiment. Yeah, that's basically what happens to your body with raw vegetables. So if you take these, it basically just releases a natural antiacid that kind of breaks up that gas. So that way, the gas doesn't fill up inside of you and also doesn't come out in other ways that might be uh, stinky and uh, always have uh, inappropriate times. So no, they're just kind of helpful things, but. Again, just helping your overall body is that bacteria can be good, is getting outside in the dirt, exposing yourself um, to those good uh, bacteria, dogs, eating healthy foods high and rich in fibers, um, and also making sure that you get a enough fitness or physical activity each day to keep your system running. Everything is sort of like working horse. You need everything working all at once. Well, now that it's springtime and most areas, I know that there are still parts of the country that are covered in snow, but in places where the ice is melted and the sun is starting to shine and the leaves are coming out, there's no reason not to get outside and get some exercise. You know, I, I know for me, at this time of year, I just feel so much healthier. It, it, you know, it, it just does feel like rebirth because I'm spending so much time in the garden. So everyone, there's no excuse. Just go play in the dirt and <laughs> get dirty, get dirty, and know that these things are good for you. Well, another great segment, Heather. So let's go ahead and give out the, um, the websites. Most definitely. We want you to go to uh, starstyleradio.com as well as bethestarur.org. And when we come back from break, we are going to go into the dar to the dirty garden. I don't mean it's a dirty garden, but we'll go and dig in the dirt. Going into we'll the dirt. About- <laughs> right. We're going to go have a little fun like that. You're listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We're coming to you live on the Voice America Network. This is the Empowerment Channel. And I'm Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Brittany. And we'll be right back. Don't go away. Be the star you Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Are you seeking a Dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world. Lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR. 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 And visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan. www.cynthiabryan.com. This business of show business is calling out to me. Get started acting or modeling with a consultation from media coach extraordinaire Cynthia Bryant, who has guided entertainment careers for over two decades. Call 925-377-STAR or visit www.cynthiabryan.com. Pick up a copy of her award-winning book, The Business of Show Business, and start living your dreams today. Call 925-377-STAR. 925-377-STAR. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. 
plug in your headphones and tune in to enlightening interviews with acclaimed authors and success experts as our Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan, gabs with the gurus. Lend us your ears for the Power Hour on Star Style. Be the star you are. Now, here's Cynthia Bryan. Find all you need in a light that shines. Well, last week when we were talking to author Roland Alnack, I got so carried away with the whole publishing and his book, The Writer's Primer, that we never even got to our third segment, which we were going to talk about some wildflowers. So I thought I would combine what to do in your April garden and uh, how to plant a wildflower meadow in this segment because they kind of go hand in hand. And I think this is a perfect segue with Heather talking about the good bacteria. And it really is time to get out in the garden. I know that I have just been spending hours and hours. I love what William Shakespeare said. He said, April hath put a spirit of youth in everything. And that's exactly how I feel right now. I just feel like with spring, I have a new bounce in my step and that siren song just calls to my soul it calls me to the outdoors just just like you know the mermaid lures the sailor to the depths of the sea there's the fragrance of the blossoms I mean my office right now I cut some jasmine this morning freesia and jasmine and between those two smells it is absolutely intoxicating I'm putting it all over my house and it just smells so incredible I mean the colors of the blooms the birds are chirping the croaking of the frogs I just crack up because if you find them they're only about the size of a fingernail but they are just um, their sounds are just adorable the scent to the green grasses all of this just speaks to my being our our precious earth is really in the process of rebirth and no matter how many years I witness this evolution I'm still in awe and I take thousands and thousands of pictures most of which look much better with my naked eye yet I just want to record the beauty I want to record everything I'm obsessed with the lilacs the wisteria the iris the fruit trees uh, and especially the soothing sounds of the creeks, and I have a couple of creeks on my property. Spring, I love thee. <laughs> now, we have a lot of wild turkeys around here, and they're probably gobble-gobbling along the hillsides, and they walk into our streets, and of course, they're unaware that turkey season is open here in California for those who seek to bag a bird for a barbecue. And the deer are starting to nibbling on the roses, so it's wise for any of you who want to protect your delicate plants from the indigenous predators to either add wire, netting, or fences as the most effective armor. Now for California, El Nino has been an absolute blessing in quenching our thirsty gardens, especially our lawns. Yet the prodigious weeds, if left unattended, they're going to compete with our flowers for moisture in summer. So now is the time to take action. You have to get out in the garden and really get in the dirt, get some of that good bacteria and start pulling those weeds. Every single morning I walk my property and I tell myself I'm going to just spend an hour in the garden after work. But when that hour comes, it melts into three or four and soon I'm weeding by flashlight. I mean, last night when I got home from work, I was out until almost 11 o'clock. The weather was temperate. Um, I just feel so in love when I'm outside. It's springtime in our gardens, and it's fun for me. And so I hope it will be for you. Go outside and dig. So here are some things that you can do if you're not in an area that is flooding or in snow, especially in the western states. You can start adding some edible flowers to your dining experience. 
You can plant seeds of hyssop, nasturgium, violet, leaf fennel, daisy, and calendula. I have been adding nasturgium, violet, fennel, and calendula literally daily to my different foods. And I really especially love the nasturgium in sandwiches. If you go to fancy restaurants, you're going to find things like nasturgium cream and all that. I don't do anything fancy with it. I just wash it and chop it up and put it on. This is the time to scatter seeds of zinnia, cosmos, and marigold so that you'll have some summer blooms. Of course, the weeding, as I said, if you don't get it off now, if you don't weed, 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 and get the seed heads um, off before they develop, you're going to have more invasive plants come next season. So onions, not just for eating, but also as a natural pest control, especially for the brassicas, which include cabbage, broccoli, collards, and kale. Those are also good uh, for your system and keeping your system clean. It's a good idea to mix flowers with edibles because that will attract the pollinators to your spring garden. And you want to plant in groups, and that way the birds, the bees, and the butterflies can see their dinner. Build hugels, and now that's while the soil is still moist. If you didn't already do them or if you need more information, you want to go to my website, CynthiaBryan.com, and click on the Gardening Center and read my October 7th issue of Digging Deep. And it's called Water Wise Dreams, and it tells you how to build these hugels, which will, when summer comes, if you're in a drought area, you're going to be really happy you did. This is a really important time to check your trees for damage. I just had to have a tree removed this past week because it was about to, well, it was starting to, the branches were falling. So many trees are suffering or have died in California because of the drought. And if you see ivy growing up the trunks, mushrooms at the base, or mistletoe, those are all signs of trouble. So call a certified arborist and take care of it. You don't want anybody to get hurt. Plant purple. There are compounds in purple produce that have anti-inflammatory effects and that can help lower the risk of cancer and heart disease. Think purple kale, purple potatoes, purple carrots, purple cauliflower, just purple anything. Now, this is the time, too, to naturalize uh, aguilla. That is commonly called columbine. These delicate star-shaped petals, they'll self-sow if they, you plant them with other columbine. And they'll cross-pollinate, and you're going to have a range of really great colors, including blues, rose, yellow, white, pink, crimson, uh, fuchsia, and a lot of different bicolors. Now, if you have a shade garden, and lots of people who have you know, mature trees are looking for that, if you want um, any colors in lush green to the bronze foliage, try a steel bait. They come, they'll have like these spires of pink, of red scarlet and white and it really adds some grace to your summer. Uh, poppies, oriental poppies uh, mixed with lilacs make a stunning indoor offering and they have a really heady scent. The lilacs have a great scent. And some of the poppies, I just planted some poppy seed poppies which are going to provide me poppy seeds when the seed heads form that I can use in cooking. So check the seed packages. Make sure to photograph your garden. If you have a stellar masterpiece, you really want to take pictures of it. And because, first of all, it just helps you from year to year remember. Also, the migrating birds are returning now. And it's, you need to put fresh water in the fountains and new seeds in the feeders. Any uh, woody lavender bushes, probably it's time to cut them out, pull them out, and replace them. 
Usually lavender only lasts six years or so, and then you could just put it on the compost uh, file. Uh, be friendly to the native bees. You want to incorporate the native wildflowers, and I'm going to talk about native uh, wildflowers in just a second and how you can plant those. Now your lawns, the care for your lawns, if you haven't pulled out your lawn, uh, and uh, again, so many people here in California gave up because of the drought, and lawns really do soak up the water. But I did find the uh, Pearl's Premium that I've planted, and I'm hoping for summer that it's going to be really great. The secret is, is to reseed and overseed. And I seed, especially on a rainy day, and then make sure to water the seed daily until it sprouts. Now, you could protect the germinating seeds from birds by putting old window screens or door screens on it. And I think that is kind of working because even though it says that Pearl's Premium doesn't, um, the birds don't like it, I found that in our area, the birds do like it, at least three kinds of birds, um, sparrows, finches, and quail. Uh, getting ready for nice weather, clean your patio, sweep, wash furniture. You might be able to enjoy some sunny days. Now, if you want to get a jump start on summer juiciness, you could start your tomatoes if your soil is warm enough above 60 degrees. Tangerines, Meyer lemons, and tangelos are ripening now, and you can leave them on the tree until you pick them. And then compost, 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 because the more nutrients you put into the garden, the more spectacular it's going to be for you. Now, uh, getting to wildflowers, I wanted to uh, talk a little bit about the wildflowers before we go uh, to our next break. Is, um, you know, I always say, may all your weeds be wildflowers because a lot of things that are considered weeds are actually wildflowers. And when I was a child, you know, weeds and wildflowers were actually synonymous. I had this little golden nature guide and it was called Flowers, a guide to familiar American wildflowers. In fact, it's sitting on my desk right now. I think at the time it was 35 cents or something. And I used to go out into the hills with a notebook and paper and my brownie camera, and I would capture the images and properties of as many specimens as I could find. Trillium and morning glory and lupin and California poppy and clover and stargazer and brodeas and columbine, buttercups, mustard. They all captivated me. And I would pick the flowers, and I'd bring them home, and I'd put them between wax paper, and I'd iron them, and I would catalog them into a wildflower scrapbook. And it was really a great way to start my own wildflower, you know, escapades. So what I have found in um, planting wildflowers is that they're not fussy. They grow in all kinds of so uh, soil. They don't need a lot of water once they're established. And they really add some stunning textures and vibrancy to your landscape. So here's what you need to do. Find a place where flowers will get at least six hours of daily sunshine. Wildflowers need lots of sunshine. And before spreading the seed, clear the dirt. Purge the weeds, the grasses, and any other growth from the area. You can turn the soil with a hoe or a tiller. Then rake the soil. Add some sand to the seeds at the rate of like 10 parts sand to 1 part seed. And that'll help you see where you're spreading it. You can use a seed spreader then if you're seeding a big area. Or you can just sprinkle by hand, which is what I usually do. Don't cover the seed with soil because it, it doesn't need to be compressed for better germination. You don't have to walk on it or roll it. Uh, if you do walk on it uh, or roll it, you can use a five-gallon bucket to roll the seeds over in like small locations. 
Then you need to water the seeds regularly until the plants reach six inches. And after that, wildflowers kind of flourish without the addition of the extra water, and especially um, when there's a drought. And then just get ready for a cavalcade of colors. Um, the annuals bloom quickly within five weeks. Perennials may not blossom until the second year. So what's interesting is that many of the annuals that you see in nurseries are actually wildflowers. And I'm going to give you the names of a few of them besides the ones I just told you. So African daisy, cleome, cornflower, of course, California poppy, cosmos, delphinium, forget-me-not, four o'clock, lupins, morning glory, um, sunflowers, and zinnias. Now, perennials are interesting because most of them are blue, yellow, orange, or pink. And they do come back year after year, although it may take, as I said, a couple of years to get going. And those are agastache, aster, bee balm, blanket flower, blue-eyed grass, blue flax, butterfly weed, cardinal flower, columbine, uh, Indian paintbrush, lobelia, Mexican hat, milkweed, turtlehead, purple clover, shooting star, and petunia. And then biennials, they only live for two years, and those are like the black-eyed Susan, the Canterbury barrels, evening primrose, hollyhocks, and sweet williams, but they will reseed. Now, Lady Bird Johnson, she um, planted a lot of wildflowers in Texas, and it really, really was, uh, you know, it is beautiful when you drive through there. So if you need more information, again, click on the Garden Center in at my website, CynthiaBryan.com, and you can read articles that I have written, and then you'll be able to create your own wildflower meadow. When we come back from break, we will talk a little bit about some spring cleanup. I hope you're having a great day. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are, and I will be right back. Be the star you Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. If you're in a position of employing someone, do you do a background check before you hire? By doing a simple background check, you can determine any criminal convictions or undisclosed problems, and that can really save you aggravation and money down the line. Dishonest employees can cause a great deal of harm to your reputation and your bottom line. Here are a couple of ways to protect your company. Make sure to verify previous employment and educational degrees that are listed on a resume. If a job involves driving, Check with the Department of Motor Vehicles in your area to determine a safety record. Drug screening has become more acceptable and provides a good tool to analyze the risks of that individual being interviewed. Your company can source out the screening process to a firm that specializes in personal uh, personnel screening if you don't have the manpower in-house. It's far better to hire the right person the first time around than to make a serious mistake with an employee that you'll regret. Remember, you are the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another Business Bite. For more information, call 925-377-STAR or visit CynthiaBryan.com. Be the star you are. Light up the flame that burns. 
Make a world of difference in a world of differences when you support Be the Star You Are 501c3, a literacy and positive media charity dedicated to empowering women, families, and youth. Visit be the star you are.org to make a tax deductible donation today. Everyone counts. Donate today. Be the star you are.org. Be the lucky star you your energy and jumpstart your dreams with positive life-changing interviews and star-studded conversations on our award-winning program star style be the star you are hosted by the passion purpose and possibility producer cynthia bryan now back to the power party find all you need in a light that shines well thank you for staying here on star style be the star you are I am your personal growth coach here, I and mean, my name is Cynthia Bryan. And we have been getting dirty, getting in the garden, you know, boosting up our immune system. And now we're going to talk a little bit about a spring cleanup. Because I don't know about you, but growing up it was like springtime was the time that everything got shaken out, went outside, everything was cleaned from top to bottom, all the books came off the shelves. I mean, it was a really, really big deal, but it is a time for new beginnings, um, and it's a time to organize, it's a time to tidy up, and this seems to be the most popular time of the year. I have a feeling it's because we're all a bit, you know, tired of winter and the cold, and There's something about throwing open the doors and throwing open the windows, letting the fresh air in. And I know like with me during the winter, my garage and my shed just gets packed with all the stuff that nobody knows what to do with because, you know, everything has to be inside because of the rain. And so everything just gets kind of shoved in there. So come spring, it's always time for the cleanup. And it's always a huge chore. But after it's done, you feel absolutely amazing. So if you are in that mood for a new beginning and cleaning in an organization and you're ready to to tackle that monumental chore, I have a few tips for different things. And I think that you are going to really enjoy it. And what you may want to do is... Start doing it year-round, and then when spring comes, it won't be so, so big of a chore that you just dread it. The first thing is, you know, by the inch, it's a cinch. So what do we mean by that is take it one room at a time, take it one drawer at a time, one closet at a time. Don't decide that you're going to do your entire house in a day because it's not going to happen. If you decide to clean or organize your entire home, you're going to get overwhelmed. But if you focus on just one small area or one room, then you move to another only when you're finished. You're likely to work more efficiently. I do the exact same thing in my garden. Right now, I have a lot of weeds because of El Nino. Now, Usually I'm upset with so many weeds, but right now I'm happy because we have uh, we we have uh, we've had rain, which means that the soil is a little bit moist and it's not so hard to pull the weeds. Usually it's just absolutely backbreaking, but still with so many, 
I still have to take it like one small plot at a time. So I'll look at a space that's like 10 by 10 and I go, okay, that's what I'm going to do for, you know, right now. And however long it takes me, that's how long it is. And then when I get done there, if I'm still up for doing another section, then I'll say, okay, now I'm going to do this other little section. But if by doing it little by little, you can focus on that area and you can really do a good job without just, you know, getting over the top overwhelmed. When you are going through your clothes closet or literally anything probably in your home, you may want to follow the six-month rule or perhaps the one-year rule. Now, this is with the exception of seasonal items. Obviously, you only use Christmas things at Christmas and Easter things at Easter and Fourth of July at Fourth of July. But if you haven't used something in six months to a year or you haven't worn that particular uh, clothing or it doesn't fit you anymore because you've gained weight and you think you're going to lose it, maybe you might want to consider donating it or or um, giving it away or selling it. You might want to have a... Um, uh, we can't do it where I live, but a lot of people will take their things to a flea market or they'll have a garage sale. Some people will go together and have a garage sale with several houses together, and that brings in a lot more people. So consider that. If it doesn't fit you and it's out of style and the quality wasn't that good anyway, there are a lot of other people where your trash is going to be their treasure. When you're cleaning, don't forget the kitchen. Like other rooms, your kitchen likely has things that haven't been used in some time. And that includes food in the refrigerator and the freezer. You might have jars that were opened months ago and maybe they're still not good. Or you might have food that's been in the freezer for way too long. If you ever have questions about, you know, what is the expiration date, you know, when in doubt, I guess, the best advice is to throw it out. And of course, there's always the internet that's filled with all kinds of advice, but uh, make sure that you check several sites and not just one. You want to give all the appliances a really thorough cleaning and anything that you're not going to be eating, if it is, as long as it's not a meat-based, you can put in your compost pile. And then that's going to, you know, regrow your garden. So that will be setting you up for some good success. Paper clutter is something that probably all of us would like to cut back on. And some, for some of us, it's much more difficult. My husband is a paper collector. He, he gets so many newspapers, and it's not online. He gets actual newspapers and magazines. And he just tends to stack them up, stack them up, stack them up. And I am one of these people that once it's read, you know, it, it goes in the recycle bin or I'm going to use it to shred in my garden for the compost pile. Paper clutter is something that can really make you crazy. So set up a few recycling bins throughout the house that gives you a convenient alternative to just setting those old magazines or paperwork down somewhere and watching the pile grow. Another uh, thought for your magazines is to donate them to homeless shelters and to places for the elderly. What I do with all the magazines now is whatever isn't read in a week or 10 days, I bring down to my office and then I donate them to a couple of senior centers. And um, I'm also going to be sending some out to uh, homeless shelters, actually, 
back in the Midwest that they need magazines. They contacted Be The Star You Are and asked what we might have. So there's a lot of different places that would like magazines. So find out in your area what magazines do you have and what magazines would be right for the, you know, for the, that particular population. So obviously if it's a men's shelter, you probably want more men's magazines. If it's something for women, you'd want to have more things that are geared towards women. And if it's for kids, they need to be children appropriate. And of course, when it comes to making money, as I said, you could either uh, have a garage sale or go to a flea market or go to some kind of fair. It's a great way to bring in some extra uh, income. And otherwise, you know, you might have to uh, just call a company. There's a company called, I think it's Got Junk or something. Now, you actually pay them to get your junk out of there. So you might as well make some money for it. Now, when you are cleaning or maintaining your home, be very mindful of the physical risks involved. Lift with your leg muscles, not your back, and avoid prolonged repetitive motions. Use ladders, uh, lawn mowers, and any other dangerous tools with a lot of caution and care. You want to stay safe. And something else that people kind of don't think about spring cleaning, and that is your gear. And that, when I say your gear, I'm thinking about any of your sports gear. You know, is it time to maybe replace your tattered tank tops? Um, do you know how to wash fitness fabrics? Do you know how to clean that grimy yoga mat? These are all kinds of things that we tend to forget. So, for example, if you're a person that wears a lot of tank tops, if you live in a warmer climate, Machines can be tough on some of those threads, so you want to wash them on delicate, spin dry, hang them in a shaded area, because even the high heat will weaken the elasticity, and it can destroy the fabric. So um, what can make them last longer is to keep a barrier between you and harsh surfaces, because you don't want... You don't want to have your tank tops and things snagged. When to toss them is when they have holes and tears and elastic that's lost its snap. That's an obvious sign to let it go. I turn mine into rags then because I think they make great rags to, um, to, you know, to wash windows and cars and all of that. Same thing goes with if you, I wear a lot of leggings. So if you are wearing leggings, you know, throw them in the wash probably on delicate. And if they're starting to sag and fall down and they lack support or they don't longer fit well, then it's time to replace them. And if they're starting to fade or getting too transparent, you know, that's, um, that's not a good thing. So that's another time. Running shoes and cross trainers. Now, that one's a hard one. I tend to save my shoes for a long time because I'm not a runner. But if you are a runner, they say that 300 to 400 miles and if you're a cross trainer, six months is like kind of the average to hold on to them. And you probably shouldn't be throwing your expensive uh, running shoes into the wash machine. I mean, you can sit, put your kids, you know, muddy sneakers in there. But it's probably better to um, wash them separately and do them by hand. Maybe use um, a toothbrush. And just some regular detergent and then let them air dry. Toss them when the tread on your runners, just like the tread on your tires, is bad. If you see visual wear and tear, that means the cushioning is worn out. And thinning rubber on 
cross trainers is going to lead to a loss of traction, which is going to lead to um, performance difficulties with your lateral movements. So you, if you're starting to have unusual aches and pains in your knees or your shins, that means that it's time to toss. Now, if you have a waterproof jacket, it usually can last for two years. And you would think that hanging it up to dry would be the way to go, but you want to check the labels because the water-resistant finish is reactivated by dryer heat. So usually you don't want to hang them up. You actually usually want to put them in the dryer. Um, if it's filled with down, you can put some tennis balls in the dryer and then that will uh, bring it back to life. And if it's time to toss it when you see signs of water no longer beating off the surface. If it's like soaking in, that's it. Now what about socks? How are you cleaning those? If you want to keep your white ones looking brand spanking new, you could add a cup of white vinegar in with a detergent and the acid in the vinegar neutralizes and lifts away stubborn stains. So you don't really need stain removers, you can just use uh, the vinegar and that just works like a charm. Uh, again, when you start getting holy socks and they're thin socks, that's usually time that it means that it's time to get uh, something new. Again, I cut them up and I use them as rags. So those are just a few tips for cleaning and taking care of your, um, your cleaning gear. And then make sure, like with your yoga mats, you can use vinegar on that as well and just um, wipe it down. The idea is use spring as a springboard for cleaning because that is what is important. Well, uh, last two announcements before we have to end the show. Tune in this next Monday on April 11th to Wheel of Fortune. Here in Northern California, it airs on ABC at 7.30 p.m. I don't know where it will, what time it airs in your area, but you might see some familiar faces, and it's a really, really fun show. So Wheel of Fortune, April 11th. And then if you are going to be in the area of Carmel this weekend, April 9th, please stop by Don's Dream Winery Tasting Room. You will really have a great time. Taste some wonderful wines. You can pick up books and wine, and all the proceeds will be benefiting women and be the star you are. So I hope to see you there. So thank you for being great listeners. Thanks for allowing Heather and I into your lives every week. We come to you live on the Voice America Network, the Empowerment Channel, where we hope to change your life and help your dreams come true. We encourage you to make a donation to Be The Star You Are charity. You can do it at our website, bethestarur.org. And you can do it via PayPal, or if you choose a credit card, you can call our offices, 925-377-STAR. I hope to always encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, and motivate you because I want you to see beyond your physical being and know that you're already a star and that anything that you dream of, you can have. Read a book this week and why don't you make it be the star you are. 99 Gifts for Living, Loving, Laughing, and Learning to Make a Difference. It will change your life. And until next week, when we play again here on our Voice America Playground, remember that love always wins. Kindness always prevails, and smiles will keep us happy. My name is Cynthia Bryan for Star Style, thanking you and encouraging you to be the star you are. Have a wonderful week. Dream, create, inspire, 
make a difference, and don't forget to visit Don's Dream Winery on April 9th, 1 to 4 in Carmel-by-the-Sea, and April 11th, Monday, watch Wheel of Fortune. We'll talk more next Wednesday, 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific, live right here on Star Style, Be The Star You Are. Thanks for joining me. Be the star you are, the star you It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. For more information, visit www.starstyleradio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to www.bethestarur.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic hosts, Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany, every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are. You are.